That is excellent. Just amazing control he has always in motions over everything under this kind of pressure. Excellent putt from Cam Smith. Hello and welcome to Little Birdie Sports Show for a Monday. First, look, I'm your host, Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG for all things AFL. We've also got Top Rope for NRL Round 18 Review. First Look was proudly brought to you by Little Birdie TV, topsport.com.au, punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. We're going to go to MG for an action-packed AFL round. How are you? Good, Nikki, yourself? Yes, yes, good, good, big, good. Another big weekend in sport. Oh, my God, I got the triple. I feel like I won the triple crown. I got Queensland, yeah, the Roosters and the Bombers. It never happens. Jeez. It never happens. It's good, yeah. Big uh, yeah, big week for Queensland as well. We'll discuss yep. that later when uh, Top Rope joins us for the British Open. We've got yes. big news for the uh, the Aussies. But, yeah, the AFL, uh, just quickly, there was um, – we'll discuss it a bit later. But, yeah, there's a uh, few teams that uh, cracked under pressure. There was a few reality yep. checks, um, some big games played over the weekend. And uh, I think they've uh, just separated a little bit for the teams that were trying to get in the eight that missed out. And mm. uh, some of those teams uh, have stepped up and uh, muscled up at the top there. So we'll go through those later. Yep, cool. The ladder looks um, very, very interesting, the ladder for both the AFL and the NRL. Don't you think top rope? I was having a look last night and I thought, geez, everything outside of Penrith, that that two to six, anything could come from there. So I was pretty excited about that. And then I thought, you know, my, my chooks might just scrape in the eight. Never know where they'll finish. Yeah, chooks are very impressive. We'll get into that a bit later, but you, you, you're spot on there. Like, it's pretty wild, the, the kind of collapse of the Melbourne storm. Uh, the last kind of you know, month has, has really opened up that kind of second you you know second to six separated by a single win so um plenty happening on the run home there and then the, the chase into the eight you know like even teams you know as low as 11th you know the dragons raiders roosters all sit one win off eight but you know there are only two wins off seventh and and, and three wins off off kind of that big clump at the, the from second to six so um yeah exciting one into the finals that's for sure Super exciting. Can't wait. Now, can we just have a quick chat about um, the Aussie Michael Matthews? He won the Stage 4 in the Tour de France, Stage 4? 14. Stage 14. My God, I'm sorry. I've missed out a digit. Yeah, <laughs> you're about a week <laughs> and a half behind. Yeah, first stage win for Michael Matthews there uh, on Saturday that was. So, yeah, very exciting uh, in the mountains. Um, we've still got uh, Vinegard as uh, – the lead up by uh, 2 minutes 22 at the moment. For those who have been following the Tour de France, he is uh, leading over the pre-race favourite, Pogata. So we've got, uh, what do we got, about a week and a half to go on the Tour de France. Nikki, you, you'll be chiming in on that on the back end of the tournament. <laughs> I'm all over the Tour de France. You know, that that's it's the highlight of my week, watching the Tour de France. <laughs> um, but uh, the All Blacks, big news on um, Saturday night. The All Blacks, they lost uh, their first home series to Ireland 2-1. And I don't how many years has it been since the All Blacks have lost at home? I don't know. But that is the big story to come out from the weekend. Rugby Union, the All Blacks losing to Ireland. Insane yeah, top, top rope's probably got better history on this. But, uh, you know, it's their number one sporting <laughs> team uh, in New Zealand, the All Blacks. So when they lose, uh, it's uh, not a good place to be. Top rope. If New Zealand don't have the All Blacks, it's unclear what they're doing as a nation, and they probably should just fold <laughs> themselves into Australia as a, as, as the uh, the next state. Yeah, seriously, uh, they've got absolutely nothing going for them as a country, and all of a sudden the All Blacks are losing. Time to revisit some things. Yeah, who's no, going to take responsibility? Poor lost. He's the Irish. Uh, he's been beers drunk. I know that. All right, now let's get to the big news story. We've got some Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi! Cameron Smith and the mullet has taken out the British Open. What did he shoot? Nine, uh, was it a 64? Nine under? 64. Eight under 64 today, so 20 under for the tournament. Uh, absolutely amazing. The second mullet to win the uh, 
uh, Open Championship after John Daly in 95. So, uh, yeah, Stan Saw, it was uh, a remarkable final round. You know, on St Andrews, very much a front runner's track, very hard to make up a lot of ground. R- remarkable from Cameron Smith. And to think how poorly he played kind of coming home on day three to still shoot 20 under and, and, and win the tournament, remarkable effort. And he will go down in history known as the guy who won the 150th. It should be noted as well that Kel Nagel and Australian won the 100th Open Championship as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think this is the last. You know, this is this is not a an Ian Baker-Finch or a Wayne Grady or a Jeff Ogilvy that kind of came out of nowhere. Cameron Smith is certainly standing himself with that players win earlier in the year. And this win now uh, as a guy who can, can can win more majors kind of going forward. Top rope. When uh, when he came off after his third round, what impressed me most about his uh, his interview afterwards? He seemed very calm. Um, you know, it wasn't like uh, you know the deer in the headlights kind of moment. He didn't feel the pressure, and he said that he played well. And when the when the uh, interviewer asked him about what he needed to improve going into the last round, still he still could he win the tournament. He said, I, I don't need to change too much from what I did on round three. I just need to make more putts. And then, you know, w- what happened the following round when he came out and he just made those putts, which, you know, kind of lit by or just missed on round three. He didn't actually play too much difference. Amazing the scores uh, differ so much from round two to three to four. Uh, he, you know, obviously on day four, under huge pressure when he's, uh, you know, against uh, Rory, who was the hometown favourite, it makes it even uh, an up- more unbelievable effort for mine. Yeah, look, I, he, in round two, it was like the, the hole had a magnet in it, uh, just drawing the ball in. He could not miss a putt, and obviously they weren't going uh, on day three, and Rory kind of suffered that a little today. Um, but he, it's, it's he, you're spot on, kid, in terms of he is as centred as any of those big names. Like, he, he, like the stage doesn't dawn him. Like, he knows when he's playing well. He knows when The only time I saw him ride up this week, was uh, uh, was when he was asked about whether he was joining Live after this. And smart, you, you wouldn't take a dollar <laughs> ten about him not joining Live. Like he's one hundred percent joining. Um, and he was pretty right up at that question. But kind of leading into the yeah, you know, you know, after day three, and it looked like he'd thrown away a, you know, a big opportunity to win it and to put himself right back in the picture. Yeah, it was a remarkable effort. And, and yeah, he he had a real opportunity now to stamp himself as you know. Maybe Australia's greatest ever golfer. There's a fair way to go yet, but you claim a player's in an Open Championship in the one year. You're not even thirty. You know, if you 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 have a game that will stand the test of time. Like he, you know, he's not massive off the tee. He's not, you know, a guy who's relying on a power game. He's just got wonderful touch around the green. So this is a guy who can. Yeah, you know, I hate to be someone who goes, oh, they win three, four majors. Like majors just grow on trees. Like it just doesn't work that way. But he's certainly going to put himself in, in the mix. For, for for many more majors over the next kind of decade with his game for mine. And, um, yeah, I don't think there's an Australian who works at this morning who doesn't love Cameron Smith. Like he, yeah, he's not a polarising character. He's not what you kind of, yeah, you see with a kind of certain level of aloofness that you see with a lot of these top-level golfers. He, yeah, he, he's remarkably centred, remarkably grounded, and, and, yeah, I think it's uh, – uh, a fantastic win for not only Australian golf but for Australia. Hopefully, his next major will be at the Masters next year. Top rope we might have a few uh, little birdettes over there. I think. Yeah, well, as long as uh, <laughs> as long as as long as we're three of them, 
Well, it used to be a raucous after party, that's for sure. What uh, I just want to get your thoughts on Rory. Uh, so obviously the drought continues now for the majors. I think I heard the stat where he's finished in the top 10 for all four majors this year. I stand corrected if that's wrong. Um, and obviously I think his drought goes back to 2014, I think, since he's last won a major. Um, do you think he went out today with a mindset that he thought he was in more of a, uh, a, a two-way heads-up matchup and tried to play too safe and just worried about his opponent that he was playing with? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the fact that Victor played poorly did Rory no favours at all. Um, look, that's nine top fives he's had since his last major win, which is pretty remarkable. Um, it was, you know, Rory has been a different beast kind of since this live golf thing's come on. He's certainly kind of taken the mantle as the, the chief flag bearer for the PGA Tour. You know, he, he, he's kind of really kind of giving a pinpoint focus in regards um, his golf since then. You know, he, he won in Canada. He's been right in the mission line. Yeah, the inability to get over the line is concerned. Like he said in his press conference, and kudos to him for no one speaks more after the pain of defeat more than Rory, and does it in a pretty positive way. He said he didn't do much wrong today, but didn't do much right either. So um, he kind of suffered the putting woes that that kind of Cam Smith suffered yesterday where he's putting himself in position, just didn't drop. So um, uh, in, in one way, you've, you've got to feel pretty sorry for it. The pressure is certainly building you know, year after year with that winner. Yeah, he went in favourite in, I think, two, maybe three of the majors this year. He has been in the mix in all of them. He's had chances to win in, in probably at the Masters, but in the three cents, and, and couldn't get the job done. And to be honest, like, yeah, 155 of the 156 or however many started didn't get the job done. But, you know, for a player of Rory's talent on, on a course that he absolutely adores and, and worships, it's not get done. This will burn probably more than the rest. And just a uh, the runner-up there, shout-out to you guys on the podcast. Big Daddy tipped it as his roughy. I think it was uh, – at least 100 to 1 pre tournament, and he's, uh, he's run a close second. Uh, Eagle in the last to force Cam Smith to drop that last putt to win. Otherwise, it would have been a playoff. So, a bit stiff there. Big Daddy at, uh, at a big price for Young. Yeah, very stiff. Uh, another great uh, another great tip from Big Daddy. You won't find too many better judges than that. But uh, uh, Cam Young's had a real breakout season. You've got to remember this is you know, his first full season on the PGA Tour. Yeah, he's, he, he was right in contention in the PGA Championship. And was contended again at the Open Championship. So, uh, a hell of a year for for, for, for Young and uh, look, a hell of a tournament for Cameron's to be honest. Thanks, Top Rope and MG. I'm gonna. I've got a slogan that comes to mind: Drivings for show, puttings for dough. Okay, <laughs> so let's just go with that. Cam Smith, drivings for show, puttings for dough. Let's do it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And he's got plenty of dough after that one. Oh, I'm pretty sure there is a girl out there who'll help him spend it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that girl won't be a hairdresser. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love the mullet. God, he should keep it. All right, now we'll head to AFL where we do have some very good mullets in the AFL as well. Let's get into the Round 18 review. All right, the Western Bulldogs beat St Kilda 84 to 56. Collingwood beat Adelaide 91 to 86. Brisbane beat GWS 99 to 59. Kangaroos, they beat Richmond 92 to 88. Geelong beat Carlton 85 to 55. Sydney beat Fremantle 82 to 65. Hawthorne beat the West Coast 102 to 77. Melbourne beat Port Adelaide 83 to 69. And the Bombers they won over the Gold Coast 103 to 55. MG, your thoughts? Yeah, it was an interesting weekend round 18. Um, 
big match on Friday night, and mm-hmm. uh, the Bulldogs managed to stand up there. It was a good betting game uh, back and forth there, and uh, yeah, basically St Kilda just didn't show up. They cracked under the Friday night lights on the big stage. Very disappointing. Uh, they're in a rut, and and they'll miss the finals now. I'm pretty certain now with their run home, but. Uh, Bulldogs keep their chances alive. Not sure they can still slip into the final eight, but sitting there on ninth. Uh, Collingwood, big game for Pendlebury. Uh, he's 350th, um, played unbelievably again. He's not uh, he's not dropping off, certainly going through uh, going through the uh, – I think he's won every milestone game um, from, the, from the 50th onwards, which is, which is an interesting stat. Mm-hmm. Um, so they obviously get around him. And uh, just a quick note to the first-year player there, uh, Dacos, first, the youngest ever player to have 40 touches and three goals uh, in the history of the game. So oh, yeah. um, for a first-year player, that's a little side note, and he's, uh, he's going with the rising star pretty easy. Of the rest, uh, big news, Kangaroos lose their coach. Top rope <laughs> will be happy to hear this. They lost their coach during the week. Uh, they come out as... I think they closed 45-point underdogs, top rope, and uh, they've come off a 14 uh, straight losses in a row and get over Richmond, um, who kicked themselves out of it really poor, really poor on the Richmond side. Congratulations to Kangaroos for getting one on the board and their supporters and everyone in the club. They really needed it. Uh, But, yeah, Richmond should hang their head. head. Uh, 11 goals, 22 is just you know, to lose by four points when you're uh, trying to tie up the eight spots, unforgivable for mine, so... Um, you know, goal kicking, they, you know, they, they keep doing it every week. Uh, I don't know why the coaches or w- whatever the programs is in AFL, top rope can't believe it, the stats, you know, the, their, their kickers never, never seem to miss and ours can't kick the side of a bus. Happens every week uh, and they don't fix it. So yeah. anyway, cost them games, cost them finals and it'll uh, cost people, premier, uh, cops, teams, premierships as well. In the rest of them, um, match of the round, Geelong gave uh, Blues a good reality check there. So um, they're showing that they're probably the, the team to beat at this mm-hmm. stage, I think. Uh, very good performance there. Sydney were unbelievable going to Fremantle, getting the win over there. Big win. Second half was unbelievable. Uh, Melbourne scrapped out a dirty game against Port. Uh, pretty low standard game. Pickett yep. kick six. Your man. Your yep. new man, Cosie Pickett, apparently. Oh, um, but that, that that loss will end Port's season yep. um, with their run home. And also Gold Coast. Um, Pretty ordinary effort against your Bombers who are all of a sudden airborne when the season's all over, the pressure's off, and uh, they had a big win. So, yeah, some big wins, some big losers, and starting to shake out. I think the final eight's now set, Nick. Oh, okay. You think the final eight's set? I, I thought so. there might still be some movement. Well, we'll see over the coming weeks. All right, so let's go to the uh, bookie wrap. Six of nine faves, four of nine covers, three of nine over totals, and five of nine home teams. And for the season, 70% of faves, 52% of covers, 55% over totals, and 61% for the home teams. Yeah, uh, three upsets. Obviously, Kangaroos was the biggest one. We just Mm -hmm. mentioned that with Richmond at 45 points. The other two were Sydney going over to Frio and your Bombers in a pick'em game. But, um, yeah, yeah, they just started one-point outsiders there. But other than that, pretty even week. Uh, Bookies win again. The bookies win again. All right, now let's have a quick look at the stings. So we had uh, four wins, three losses. MG, talk me through them. Yeah, a couple of tight defeats there. Mm -hmm. Collingwood, as you can see there, we had our chance to cover the line there uh, on uh, Saturday. Uh, The one by five points, you need to win by 10. And uh, the next game, the total, um, just poor poor kicking cost us there. We got really close and that was a bit stiff. So, yeah, got off to an ordinary start. Geelong got the business done. That was good. Uh, tight finishes in both the line and the total in the Port Melbourne game. It was a bit of a tough cheer, pacing around the office, and your Bombers get it done. And unfortunately, we didn't bring it home in the la- in the last one there. Uh, we only needed 72 points in the second half, and uh, 
ran to under two goals there. So a couple of tough defeats, but uh, very, very small profit for this week. I think I'm going to blame the Gold Coast on that one because they just literally didn't show up for the last two quarters. They just didn't show up. Nothing on the Bombers there. Come on. All right. Now, if we have a look at the Premiership market. All right. Melbourne, 320. Geelong, 350. Brisbane, 9. Fremantle, 10. Sydney, 10. Carlton, 13. Collingwood, 16. Richmond, 21. And the Western Bulldogs at 61. Ooh. Yeah, I think uh, right now I think probably Geelong deserve to be uh, slight favourites over Melbourne, if yep. any, too. So from the top from the top of the market, I, I would if I was having a pick, I'd rather back the Geelong than Melbourne. I know they're pretty close together. Mm-hmm. Just with their draw and everything, I think uh, Melbourne got a tougher draw. Tough draw. Um, and they're a chance maybe to not finish top two or four, whereas Geelong, I think with their draw home, pro- pretty much locked in, I think, for top spot and uh, have home ground advantage. Yeah, I'd prefer them. Uh, as you can see, bunch group after that, um, and, and there's plenty to play out. So there's plenty of value if you do like a side, um, and I think things like COVID, uh, home ground advantage are obviously going to play a big part. So, yeah, plenty to play out and start and equal up. Oh, I can't wait for the last few rounds. All right, let's have a quick look at the Brownlow. So Brayshaw, 295, Clayton Oliver, 4, Lockie Neal, 410, Petrarca, 11, and Cripps at 12. Yeah, not too much going on. Oliver was out, should be back this week with uh, his thumb, so he missed the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, yeah, it's pretty p- tight at the top. I think it's uh, not really a three-horse race. There's obviously class on the board behind it, but the top three at the moment, I'd be surprised with the amount of rounds left that the winner doesn't come from the top three. So, um, yeah, a p- bit skinny at the top, but, uh, yeah, it's an I- I- interesting race, and obviously there's still injuries and suspensions that can play out, so... <laughs> Um, it'll be it'll be a great night again, the Brownlow. Oh, I love Brownlow night and the girls and the fashion and the boys. All right, the Coleman Medal, Charlie Kerno at two dollars, Jeremy Cameron two eighty, Tom Hawkins six fifty, and Max King at eleven. Can yeah, they catch pretty him? pretty even week. Um, they just all, all kind of kept their their same ratings. I think uh, yeah. two at the top. We've got Kerno's got a four goal lead over Cameron, and then another four back to Hawkins. And I don't think too many more. Someone's going to have to kick a couple of bags to get up there to beat the top two because they're just a bit too consistent at the yeah. moment. And Hawkins, obviously, with Geelong's good run home, uh, can definitely close the gap. So, yeah, good betting race as well. Okay, thanks, MG. Now, punters, if you are serious about the AFL, you do need the stings, and you can get that in the Little Betty Live TV shop from $22 a week. AFL stings, Little Betty Live TV shop, $22 a week. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Top Rope and NRL. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Okay. like to welcome in the man of the hour, Top Rope. You've had an amazing week. Take a bow. That's it. Uh, it was a good, good, good week. A uh, little, uh, little stiff on uh, one of them, but uh, uh, no, I had, a, I had a, a good week to follow up from a good origin. So um, nice, uh, nice to find a few winners here into the uh all important run home now the you know this origin period is all just about survival uh, particularly in the club game so now we're kind of back and you know we should have teams you know fully healthy and well, you know, not not kind of resting players and the like over the next kind of uh, seven eight weeks so uh, looking forward to it. looking forward to a great run home okay let's have a quick look at the results for the weekend Cronulla they beat North Queensland 26 to 12 Parramatta beat New Zealand 28 to 18 the Roosters beat St George 54 to 26 Manly beat uh, Newcastle 42 to 12 the Broncos beat the Gold Coast 16 to 12 Penrith took care of the West Tigers 18 to 16 Canberra beat Melbourne 20 to 16 and South Sydney but they beat the Bulldogs 36 to 28 the big story, Pfaffenhausen, he's gone. Can Melbourne Storm win without him, top rope? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that they can win without him, to, to be honest. It's, um, 
there was a bad injury, yeah, real uh, knee on knee, on knee Jack White, and uh, ran straight out of the top of him and looks like a fracture patella. And uh, look, it can last anywhere between uh, six weeks and six months, but uh, I'd be stunned if we saw him again this season. The, the pain he was in looked like it might have been on the worst end of the spectrum there. So he went straight to the hospital yesterday, he's in surgery uh, as we speak now. But I, you know, the stormer side that are built kind of, you know, real stars and scrubs. Real stars and scrubs kind of set up there. Um, where they thrived with you know, the Smith Slater Cronk era was that they never got hurt. Yeah, I, I can't recall too many periods. Slater towards the end a little bit, but uh, it was very rare they would spend kind of significant periods of time out. Um, yeah, now they've got Munster Hughes, Grant, and Pappenhausen. I just don't know that it's enough to get them off. And they were they were rattled yesterday. Like I know it's very different when you lose a player in game, but they are probably going to have to start meaning at fullback going forward. So it's, um, yeah, it's 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 dangerous times for the Storm, that's for sure. After Friday's game, you were on Cronulla. He did think Cronulla is going to have a pretty good end to the season and they are having a great end to the season. They took full advantage of a, um, a depleted Cowboys side. They they were, uh, I think, good without being great. Um, probably need a little bit more out of their halfback, Nico Hines. Uh if they're going to kind of take it to the next level. But, but they're, they're in the box seat for a top four finish, that's for sure. Oh, they are. Okay, now let's have a look at the bookie wrap. So six of eight faves, two of eight covers, four of eight over totals and three of eight home teams. And for the season, 69% of faves, 51% of covers, 54% over totals and 60% for the home teams. Yeah. Uh, look, I know it only went four and four, but we are well and truly in the realms of uh, overseason here. Um, we saw that Saturday afternoon, daytime game. 80 points on the at Gosford, uh, incredible you know, point showing. We saw 50, 54 in the game after the Seagulls Knights. We saw 64 in the Dogs Rabbit. We're going to see a lot more of those those uh, games. It only went four and four, but I think when you get a bad team involved, uh, you're going to see some very high-scoring games uh, over the back end of the year. So um, I wouldn't be too thrown off by the fact it was uh, um, only four and four of the weekend. I think we are well and truly in the... Depths of overseas. Okay, thanks, Top Rope Overs there. Neil, you did have a fantastic week. Check that out, www. I mean, there was only two losses and six wins. Take a bow, mate. The GGOA had a great week. Yeah, it was a, a, an absolute fill-up, plus 101% on the PFT, of course, helped by Ponga, um, man of the match in origin. But, uh, look, we were we were very heavy on coins when the market was kind of going against them, so that obviously worked out well. Uh, a little bit stiff in the Cowboys Sharks game for that game not to go over. There were plenty of chances for it too. Just uh, a little rusty on both sides. The, the obviously the, the Roosters, Dragons, and the Knights, uh, Seagulls. They both sailed over. Very easy watches. Uh, Broncos. That one went from minus eight to minus five and a half. A few kind of key outs there. So uh, a little disappointing that one. Uh, the Tigers never really in doubt that one against a depleted uh, Panthers. So it was just it was just a wrong one. The twelve and a half times seven and a half. Uh, and the um, the, un- the under in the Storm uh, Raiders game, probably got a touch lucky there. There were about, about three tries disallowed in the last 10 minutes, so, um, but we'll take it. That's okay. We've got to take what we can get. We're a punning show. That's what we want. All right, let's go to let's go to Thursday night's game. Parramatta takes on Brisbane at 7.50 p.m. at Combank Stadium. Head-to-head, Parramatta Eels, $1.50, Broncos, two sixty, and the line is 5.5 at the moment. No over-under totals yet. No idea how this line is 5.5. Um, Parramatta have an awful record as a favourite. They 
on my turn against the Warriors, and they were for the better part of the game dreadful. Uh, they couldn't put to bed a, uh, a a depleted and completely shot Warriors outfit. So I think we are going to see um, the Broncos near full strength. They're not going to have Payne Haas, but the, you know, they, they should get you know Cobbo back on it. So if they get a few of their origin players back, Carrigan and the like, so. Uh, I'll be on the Broncos. I don't think there's any way that game starts north of four. Okay, the Broncos there. Thank you. Now let's have a quick look at the Premiership. So the Panthers, oh, they're short, $1.95. The Storm is seven. Cowboys, eight. Cronulla, 10. Parramatta, 11. And South Sydney at 19. The Broncos, 21. Roosters, 21. Sea Eagles, 34. Yeah, hard to make a case for anyone other than the Panthers right now. Um, it'd be interesting to see how much Origin is, is knocked out of them. You know, they've been a fair few Panthers kind of in the gun um, following... Uh, uh, that's uh, disappointing origin. You know, and, and to be fair, my gun's been front and centre of those ones, aiming at Jerome Lewis. So, um, but it'd th- yeah, be interesting to see how they bounce back after after that. So, um, wouldn't I, I wouldn't be jumping into the time. I'd be looking around, backing you know, Cronulla and the Cowboys, hoping for a bit of luck in the finals. But uh, uh, it couldn't couldn't have the the Panthers price, but yeah, well and truly deserving of being that price as well. Thanks, Doc Rope. All right, people, he has had. And some amazing weeks back-to-back. You do need the GGOA if you're an NRL punter, and you can get that from $22 a week in the Little Betty Live TV shop NRL. You need GGOA. Over to you, MG. Yes, charity time, Nikki. Uh, <laughs> our favourite time of the week, I think. Um, it is yeah, this week. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a very good weekend, didn't we? Um, 3-0, and oh, so we can't get much better than that. Uh, just running through them quickly. We didn't have too many sweats either. Geelong took care of Carlton quite easily, uh, minus eight and a half, got our chips in okay there. Your Bombers, they started uh, close to pick in the end, and uh, that was never in doubt either after uh, probably halfway through the second quarter. And a stop rope stated before the Sharks uh, dominated in their game as well, uh, the plus four and a half. I think that started around the pick as well. So uh, getting our chips in well and uh, three easy victories there. So good for our charities. Okay, week 20 predictions now. We'll go to you, Nikki, first. Are you going to bet AFL or NRL for your charity, which is Sids and Kids? Uh, I'm swapping codes. I'm going to the NRL this week, and I'm going to take South Sydney plus three and a half. South plus three and a half. Okay, top rope for Wayside Chapel. Uh, you're fighting back here. What have you got uh, this week? Very hard to fight back in sled like UMG. gives up nothing. Um, I'm... Uh, I'm taking the Broncos getting an early Broncos plus five and a half. Okay, Thursday night game there. Top rope reckons it's a wrong early price. And for love me, love you, I am going to go Brisbane Lions in the AFL at minus 18 or minus 17 and a half, up to 18 and a half, I think it is now, uh, for this week. So hopefully we continue and uh, see how we go going forward. Well, we've got to run you down. We can't let you get a beer runaway leader. It's only a four-shot lead. There's not too too much left in the season. <laughs> we yeah. can be we can be Cameron Rory Smith. That's <laughs> yeah, true. The, the the pressure will get tight late, won't it, top rope? So one is will jump out of the pack, I'm sure. So uh, it's a good race for charity, and uh, we look forward to donating some cash later in the year. Thanks, MG and Top Rope. That is a wrap for first look. Don't forget to download our podcast everywhere you could get your good podcast from. Follow us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Remember, you can also follow us on socials, Little Birdie TV, Twitter, and Insta. All your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. As always, I'll be back on Friday because OB's still away. Have a great week. See you on Friday.